Irish Irish exit everything. My name is Frank. I suffer from soul-crushing cynicism, and I'm doing this podcast because I wanted to write a book. The book clearly didn't happen because I didn't try, which is the main theme of my life and of this podcast. If this podcast was a book, this first episode would be the prologue, introduction, and first chapter. Just going to lump all of those into one because it's easier. Again, lack of effort. Also, I've never really liked prologues. Prologues are like opening credits in a movie. The information isn't important to the story and nobody legitimately cares about it. They just want to get to the action. And what is an introduction but a second prologue? So, without further ado, welcome to Irish Exit Everything. I'll get to what that title means in a second, but first I want to give you the premise of what this podcast is about, so you can decide right now if you want to put the effort into listening. Plus, the average human attention span is like 8 seconds, so I need to lure you in right away. Uh, probably already lost most of you, but that's okay. This is a self-help podcast, unlike any other self-help podcast, because it's the most selfish self-help, sometimes at the expense of others, especially those closest to you. When I run out of self-help advice, probably around the third or fourth episode, I'll switch gears to random shit I want to talk about. Let's call that little blurb the prologue. Okay, Irish exit everything. What is an Irish exit? The internet everyone's favorite fountain of knowledge, describes the Irish exit as the act of leaving a social gathering without saying goodbye to anyone. At first glance, the Irish exit seems cold and heartless, and that's because it is. But, hopefully this podcast will convince you it's the best way to live your life. Not just leaving every party without saying goodbye, but leaving everything in any context. Irish exit everything. Now, there are some alternative labels for this fiendish act, such as the Irish goodbye, the French exit, and even ghosting, uh, which is more often used to describe when you completely stop talking to someone without notice on a dating app. Not that I've ever done that. Uh, It's all semantics, and they could all be used for the purposes of this podcast, but putting my fondness for the Eiffel Tower and the paranormal aside, I prefer to call it the Irish exit due to my roots. Uh, Like the population of the United States of America, my heritage is a melting pot. But, based on my crimson red facial hair, we'll assume the Irish gene in the Kenimer clan is fairly dominant. So, Irish exit it is. But, how did the Irish exit become Irish in the first place? Like all things with a name, I'm sure there is a ridiculous reason for its origin. For example, did you know Bluetooth was named after a Viking? and the family favorite White Elephant Christmas Gift Exchange came about from when Kings of Siam would gift literal white elephants to people they didn't like because they were super expensive to take care of but also considered sacred so they couldn't be given away. Uh, I'm not sure about the accuracy of these etymologies and I'm even less sure about the Irish exit's origin. Uh, But Urban Dictionary, which is most definitely a legitimate online source for definitions, says it originated from how it was customary back in the day for folks to congregate outside after a social function to socialize even more, uh, like after a church session or a repent appointment or whatever you call it. And 
Irish Americans specifically didn't have time for that, so they would leave through the side door. But then an ABC News article from a few years back says that it originated from the potato famine when many Irish folks had to leave their homes suddenly without saying goodbye to anyone and move to America to live miserably ever after. That seems like a harsh origin story, but some of the best origin stories are the most tragic. For example, Batman. Another example, Superman. Superman arguably has a more tragic origin story than Batman. Batman lost his parents, yes, but Superman lost his entire freaking planet. I was upset when the Burger King closed down in my hometown. I can't even imagine losing Earth. That would suck, but I digress. That same ABC News article says the Irish exit is frowned upon by etiquette experts. Which is funny because etiquette experts also frown upon me when I wrap my food in napkins and stick it in my pocket to save it for later. So there's no pleasing these people and there's no true way of knowing how the Irish exit originated. One thing's for sure, this concludes the introduction. Now on to the juicy stuff. I personally have only committed the Irish exit a handful of times in my life, but it was super convenient every time. I say committed as if it were a crime to leave without saying goodbye, because many people would consider the Irish exit to be an unforgivable act only performed by cold-blooded monsters. On the other hand, if you're someone who hates emotions, the Irish exit is like a beautiful and emotionally distant best friend. Feel free to lean on this friend when you want to avoid uncomfortable interactions as you leave your friend's cousin's neighbor's 12th birthday party. Now the most common setting for the Irish exit is some sort of social gathering like a birthday party. And I definitely encourage you to start leaving parties without saying goodbye, but why limit such a useful tool to one situation? Irish exit everything. Yes, I did just name drop the title of this podcast. People learn through repetition. Some people understand better with examples. So, graduation day? Grab your diploma and ditch. No need to hug that classmate you cheated off once in calc. Grandma's funeral? Kiss your nana's cold, lifeless cheek and check out. No need to pat your aunt on the back as she snots all over your shoulder. Are you starting to see how this works? I said I've only Irish exited a few times, but the most extreme time I did it was when I moved out of state and kind of Irish exited on accident. I had about a week left in Michigan before I had to move to Alabama for work, and my coworkers told me, just be sure to stop in and say goodbye before you go, as is a traditional statement to make when someone's about to leave you forever. About three days before I moved, I told my coworkers I had the stomach flu and couldn't come into work. I told them this because I honestly had the stomach flu and couldn't leave my porcelain pooper for more than five minutes. There were a lot of fluids Irish exiting my body if you get my drift. And then moving day came and I just left the state. No goodbyes. So this wasn't technically an Irish exit because I had a legitimate reason for avoiding the farewells, but I had never been so thankful for the stomach flu. I didn't have to face the awkwardness of going up to every single person in the office and giving them a hug and telling them how much I'll miss them and all that malarkey, regardless if I worked with them for two years or five minutes. I respect the Irish exit because there's some honesty in it. Leaving without saying goodbye tells your friends and family that you don't care and you don't want to feel those pesky things in your body that people call emotions. Emotions suck. I've never liked when people say, this isn't goodbye, it's see you later. That's such a cop out. What if you literally never see that person again? 
you've just robbed them of a proper goodbye. You've deceived them into thinking there's a chance you will grace them with your presence again. While deception may seem like an exaggeration when describing an innocent, see you later, deception is uncomfortably common in our relationships. In a study conducted at a large Midwestern university, 67 students reported committing 327 acts of deception in their relationships within seven days. That's a little over four acts of deception per person in a week. Yes, I did just throw some scientific research at you. I bet you thought this podcast was going to be all fun and games. This should show you how serious I am about the legitimacy of Irish exiting. Four acts of deception in a week. That's enough to give me trust issues. To make matters worse, there are several different kinds of deception. While lying is the Kim Kardashian of deception, there are other members in the Kardashian deception family. A bunch of different researchers have broken down deception to include lies, exaggerations, half-truths, secrets, omissions, diversions, etc. Just to quickly review, lies, our favorite deception, are things you say that are completely untrue. Exaggerations stretch the truth, like making something seem more grand than it actually is. That seems innocent enough, but deception is deception. Half-truths occur when, shockingly, you tell someone half of the truth. Secrets are when you keep the truth to yourself, bottled up deep within your empty soul. Diversions are used to divert your friend's attention away from certain information. Sort of like telling someone you'll see them later to distract them from the truth that you'll never see them again. So let's bring this full circle. Irish exiting. Leaving without saying goodbye. Is it a deception? One could argue, yes, absolutely, it's a secret or an omission. Possibly, but the point I'm trying to make is people are going to deceive you anyway. That's what humans do, whether we intend to or not. We deceive. But by Irish exiting, you're removing yourself from emotions and telling your friends you only care about yourself. Isn't that the most honest thing you can do? For those of you who tolerated this absurdity, thanks for listening, and I would be surprised if you join me next time. Irish exit everything. Irish exit everything. <laughs>